Podcast City Network. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Everett Lead Show. Do I have everybody's attention now? Woo! Slamming Thursday edition. Everett Lee Damn. and Lee Chris Rose. Let's do this! That's right, let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to another Everett Lee Show Slammin' Thursday edition. On this Thursday night, right here live in Podcast City Network Studios in Daytona Beach, Florida. As always, I am the Everett Lee, and I am joined by my fantastic co-host, the best European uppercut in the business. Make your jaw hurt for days. You have to go see a dentist, and I'm not talking about seeing Isaac Yankum DDS. I'm talking about the Chris Rose, baby. How you doing there, Chris? Let me tell you something. Fantastic. I feel... Like I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel like, you know, I'm getting back on track. Even though I didn't pick up the win this past Saturday. Yes, uh, but, you know, I look great out there. And I let it slip right through my fingers. But Lee Chris Rose will win this weekend when he goes against Coda. And he's a newcomer at KZW. And you've seen him in uh, various matches as of late. And I'm going to beat him down, and I will beat him and win the match and be back on track for the United States Championship. I believe that. I believe that. Let me give you a round of applause for that. And I'm ready for the... What you ready for? The podcast tonight. I am ready for Slamming Thursday. Are you ready for Slamming Thursday? I'm ready for Slamming Thursday. Um, you know, I was in and out of Raw. I uh, split screened it for the first time ever. NXT and AEW. Uh, switched them in and out on my phone and TV. Um, yeah, man. I mean. I like doing it that way. I'm probably going to do it that way from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked it a whole lot better. And um, uh, I don't have a notepad anymore. You don't? Um, so I'm just going to go off my head. No, I don't have one right now. But um, I'm going to get another one tomorrow. Okay. Um, but watch the stuff, and I will give you my opinion. Whenever we get to whatever we are uh, discussing on the show. And right. on the card for each of them. Okay. Excellent. 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 Because on this Slam of Thursday edition here of the Everett Lee Show, Slam of Thursday edition with Everett Lee and these Chris, Chris Rose tonight, we're going to be talking about 
AEW NXT reviews this week. We're going to talk about, discuss what happened this week. Which show was better, in our opinion, and this day in wrestling history. And we're going to kind of keep it open on open discussion. I think towards the last part of the show, Chris, you think I should open up the phone lines? Yes, I think that would be a good idea to get some input from our fans okay. uh, and see what's on their mind, see what's on the top of their head. And, pick, and they can pick our brain and we can pick theirs and have some good conversations. That's right. I, 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 I'm, gl- I'm happy that you're for it because if we get anybody that calls in and wants to hijack our show, you're going to get this right here. That is incorrect. And we're just going to basically... And you're out of there. Yeah. If you use uh, vulgar language, or if you're... I mean, we use vulgar language on here, but, I mean, we don't do it when we're really, really drunk. (laughs) And we try not to do it when we can, but it slips out. But anybody gets on here and acts like a fool... We will send you to the showers. You will get teed up. You will be out of here. Yeah, so no one just get on here and just... We're about to get stupid. Because if you come on here and we ask, hello, you're calling in to the Everett Lee Show, who are we speaking to, and we get... We're just going to basically just... Wolfman's got an art. And you're out of here. So... With ground rules laid down on this Simon Thursday edition, so let's jump right into it. We'll be taking phone calls later on, but let's get into it here. Flip that coin, Chris. NXT or AEW? Man, I enjoyed both shows and, you know, watching them back and forth. And where I didn't take notes, it was uh, kind of tough to keep up with it. But, um, man, as far as wrestling-wise, NXT won. But, man, the ending, the AEW with Cody and MJF Wardlow segment, that was the best thing, and that's that's what won for me. I think AEW won because of that last part. The main event of a uh, AEW. Really? So you wanna you wanna start out talking about AEW then? We can do that. We can do that if you want to. Let's talk about doing it. All right. Let's 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 jump in and talk about AEW, man. AEW this week, John Moxley opened up the program. Of course, he's still wearing the patch on his eye, like coming down that through the crowd, like his old Shield days back with his former persona in WWE, Dean Ambrose, coming down through the crowd with that patch on his eye, looking all Jack Sparrow, getting the ring, and he had a match with Ortiz, one half of the Inner Circle tag team with Santana, coming to the ring with him Moxley 
All I got to say about Moxley in the ring, I, I love his abilities, but I also love how they did this opening match for the fact that we usually get to see Ortez and Santana in a tag team. Now we get to see Ortez in a singles match. So I do like the change up this week, how instead of seeing a tag team together in a, a tag match, them doing singles. And Ortiz, he was he was good. He was good some of the moves he was pulling out, but Moxley just came out on top there. A lot of close calls there towards the end of the match there with the double arm DDT. And refresh my memory, what are they calling his double hook arm DDT now? It was Dirty Deeds WWE. What the hell is it called now? It's now called the Paradigm Shift. Oh, okay. Paradigm Shift. Okay. I wasn't... I wasn't aware. I, I was trying to trying to keep track and keep up with what the hell they keep calling these names now. Because in one one feder one promotion, it's called this, and another promotion is called that now. And that's a pretty good that's a pretty good yep. name for it. I like it. Companies trademark. It. You know, some of these guys are good at reinventing themselves, leaving a company that trademarks that brand that made them a star and that company and you go to company B and you have to reinvent yourself. Some don't, some do. And uh, Moxley has. I think Moxley's a big star in AEW. And, uh, you know, this match, pretty good opener. I mean, I love how Moxley sells the eye. And I love the stuff afterwards, an eye for an eye match um, next week. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It, it is going to be fun. The one, the one thing, man, the one thing I li I liked was at the end when he took the key and he took it to uh, was it Ortiz or San Santana? It was it was Santana, right? Uh, yes, Santana will be in the offer and I match. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He took the, he took the key to yeah, Santana got it back. Yeah, he got attacked last week um, with the uh, screwdriver to the eye. Yeah. Damn, that's just that just kills me, man. <laughs> just seeing that shit, man. You know that's gonna hurt, man. <laughs> you know that's gonna hurt. But I I love. I've never seen anything like this before. Have you seen anything ever like this before? I've seen fire to the eyes. I've seen mist to the eyes. I've even seen spit to the eyes. Now, <laughs> a key, a spike to the eye. This is something different. Yes. I, I've not seen it. Have you seen anything like this before? I forgot it wasn't a screwdriver. It was a pick. Yeah, it was a pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw the highlights on the this show. They were showing highlights of it. Um, yeah, yeah, really good segment. Um, I enjoyed it. A little bit too much bubbly there for me. Drinking a little bit of the bubbly. Sorry about that. Yeah, this this match was great, and I love this feud, and I love how everything is going on with this feud here, and it's building it's building hype, and it's getting me really interested in seeing what's going to be happening at the at the next AEW pay per view that's going to be coming up here shortly, I believe, at the end of the month. 
yeah, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. You know, Brock Lesnar and Ricochet for the uh, WWE Championship should be a good one. Yeah, but that's not AEW. I said AEW, not WWE. Sorry, I thought you said WWE. My bad. Yeah, Revolution coming up. Yeah, Moxley and Jericho. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Jericho, Jericho's going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like I said last year, Jericho will win and still be a lead champion and come out on top. All right. A little early prediction there, ladies and gentlemen. A little early prediction there from the Chris Rose. And I think you said that last week. Hmm? Yeah. Last week on the show, I also made that same prediction. I'm sticking to it. And again, he is going to be sticking to it. And it's going to be interesting to see these two throw it down in the ring at this next AEW pay-per-view. Best friends with Orange Cassidy versus SoCal. Uncensored. Now, best friends, they can hold their own in this match. They they held their own in this match against the best friends, but what I thought was pretty crazy was when people started flying and coming outside the ring and everything, and they're all laid out on the ring, here comes Orange Cassidy, strolls right over. He lays right down in the middle of them. I did think that was, yeah. I, I thought that was funny, but I, I, I actually liked it. I actually thought that was, that was funny. And I mean, yeah, I popped big time for that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I, I don't really pop too much for the guy because I'm not too in tune with what he's doing though, but the more and more I see Orange Cassidy and what he's doing now, I'm it's starting to grow on me a little bit. It's starting to grow on me a little bit, and I thought that was hilarious. He just laid down and reminded me of back Damien Sandow back in being the Miz stunt double back in the day. That kind of reminded me of that. So I I cracked a smile at that. I thought it was thought that was great. Yeah, I thought it was great. But didn't during the match. I figured I was hoping I was hoping SoCal Uncensored were gonna win this. But unfortunately you have the Dark Order, our favorite group, came in, Chris, and they threw the match out. And then Orange Cassidy <laughs> gets in the ring and they wanted him to join. So then he sticks his hands up in the air and he shoves them in his pockets. <laughs> and then he gets his ass kicked. His ass gets stomped like a mud hole and walked dry. A little bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin reference right there, son. What? But besides that, <laughs> Frankie, 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 not Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels comes running out for the save. And the Dark Order's been targeting him to join. And I, there for a minute, I thought he was going to join, turn around and start stomping. Orange Cassidy into the mat, but that didn't happen. That did not happen. Do you think Christopher Daniel is going to join, end up joining Dark Order and turning on SoCal? Do you think it's time for him to have a little change up? I I think he I think he should honestly. As much as I don't really. I think... Sorry. No. I didn't... Um... No. Go ahead. 
I think that Revolution, uh, I think they'll save it for them. I think that I think Christopher Daniels is going to be on the Bay in the Dark River, and they're going to try something different with him. I think that's going to happen. He needs to freshen it up a little bit. I think. I think it's time for a change. I like to see him just do something different. And SoCal has been a good, strong tag team with uh, um, Frankie Kazarian and uh, and Scorpio Sky. They've been they've been great. They've been great. Christopher Daniels been kind of sidelined there, so this would be a perfect time for him to jump into another faction and join them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he can be the leader of the Dark Order, and that might help them in a way and get Christopher Daniels back to that more serious style. Mm-hmm. And and joking around and goofing around like SCU did, and oh, Christopher yeah. Daniels can be that serious wrestler that we all liked in TNA, and uh, show a different side, and uh, you know. They could help Dark Order, but I mean that kind of ruined the match for me. Seeing them interfere, but uh, I mean they're just going to keep trying stuff with Dark Order till it works. I mean that's just all they're going to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's all they're that's all they're going to do, and that's they're going to keep doing stuff, and they're going to keep trying to do stuff that will try to get get them over because the crowd don't really care too much for them, but they will care about Dark Order when they have someone like Christopher Daniels with them. And they would start to care more when they have more of a talent, more talent that will join them. Yeah. I think that would be a good, you know, for the Dark Order to have somebody like Christopher Daniels. It would be perfect. Yeah. Because he's been with uh, Frankie Kazarian for a very long time now and have him turn on him That'd be fresh for AEW, and they could start the twenty twenty. Exactly, exactly. Then after this, Britt Baker, she went up against Uo Saki Saki. I seen her at the Fighter Fest. She was with the Rio in that triple that triple threat match against Nyla Rose, where I got upset for the fact that <laughs> Nyla lost. That one I was complaining about that I did not like how that finished and I was yelling this is BS and people's looking at me like I was crazy, but I just did not care for her to lose that. But I've said it plenty of times. I'm beating dead horse here, Chris. <laughs> I should just stop. But she went up against yeah. Britt Baker. <laughs> I am beating a dead horse, ain't I? <laughs> I mean, the women's division is not that great. And, you know, Nyla Rose will get that opportunity against Riho um, next week, I believe. Yeah. She will get an opportunity at the championship and hopefully comes out on top, and has, they start something fresh with the women's division. But, yeah, this match was too long, and I, thought, I actually thought Britt Baker should have won in five to six minutes instead of it going the longest instead of this 
woman that no one's ever heard of win. Because uh, Britt Baker looks stunning, and she has a good heel personality. And I think this would be, I think this would be good to push her. And, and you know, I'm, I've said it in the past that she reminded me of a 2008 diva, which is still true the way she works. Her personality is so much better as a heel. And I think you can get over with that and hide the rest of the stuff. And I think they should be pushing her to win matches and come out on top. There were some points in the match where I thought she should have won. So there been so many near falls in every match. It's crazy to me sometimes. But, I mean, it just this match went too long for me. But it did. It just went too long. It did. It, it, went, it went too long. The match, the match went too long. I agree with you right there. The match did go too long. The finish with the teeth on the on the rope, right there. I think that's the new thing she's gonna start doing now because she got a lot of damn heat for that. She got a lot of damn heat for that. Yeah, yeah. Even even spit spit out a tooth. <laughs> that's that was that was crazy. That was crazy seeing that right there. Wasn't it? Yeah, when um, Brett broke her tooth all out. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's when... Uh, yeah, I remember seeing Trying to remember when you was talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually do remember seeing that now. Yeah. 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 Yep. They, that should have been a squash match for Brett Baker in my opinion. It should have. It should have. I I agree. It should have though. It went too long. it went on too long and then I finish. And uh Uno Uno so uh, Suki Suki Saki Saki, I don't even know. I I, I suck with these Japanese names. She ended up winning by disqualification. The elite I don't remember her name. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. I've seen her once. I think this is the second time I've seen her, as far as I can remember. But the next one, the next, the next match had a, a bit of story to it. You had the Elite with Hangman Page go up against the Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny at ringside. They're building that tension with Hangman Page and the Elite and... They're making it like a hangman just does what he wants when he wants. And people love it. But it's going to cause some tensions where Omega and Paige are going to lose those tag team titles. It's coming. It's it's definitely coming. I don't know what they got planned, but it looks like things ain't going to last too long with with the friendship that they have. A lot of, a lot of, in this match, a lot of moments here. And they made the fact that Hangman could do it all on his own with someone holding his beer. <laughs> but they lost, I mean, they lost against Lucha Bros and the Butcher and, and the Blade. The Butcher and the Blade, man, do they not look like a strong tag team? Um, they do. They are, um. You know, at first, um, I didn't like how they debuted them. 
I think they should have uh, debuted them um, against like a local tag team and had them beat them in like three minutes. Yeah, that's how those teams instead of under the ring. But you know, as I see them every week, and with the lovely bunny, um, Allie, uh, I really like this team. I like the dynamic of the um, the team. And it's it's great. Um, yeah, this um, match was all over the place. Um, it's hard to keep up with the young bucks, man. I do so much stuff, but um, yeah, um, I'm, I really enjoy uh, Butcher and the Blood. I see them as a future tag team champions, and they need to get them guys win a lot more wins. Exactly, exactly. They they need more wins, and they pick. This is a big win for them, especially being in this eight man tag here, and them t- taking out a team like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page, that are so well known and so liked. It yeah. was a, it was a big win. I see Hangman Page. I see the Hangman Page leaving the elite in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be they're heading in that direction. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, it, it's going to happen though. But uh, are people going to hate them? Are they still going to love them? Or are they going to turn on and hating Kenny Omega and the Bucks? I think they're going to turn on um, Paige. I don't think they're going to attack Hangman. I think Hangman's going to turn on them. Okay, okay. We'll keep that. In, we'll keep that in mind. That's that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, prediction there. That's a pretty good prediction there. One of the two, for me, one of the two is going to attack someone. And it's not going to end well the way I see it. It's not going to end well, Chris. <laughs> so no. we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I do like that prediction right there. I do like that because they're they're building it. They're building that tension, and it's going to pop. And I think it's going to ex- implode at, the, at their next their upcoming pay-per-view. Kip Saber with the lovely Penelope Ford going up against Joey Janela, and this has to do what happened last week with Joey sticking his face in the middle of a kiss. And apparently, from what the announcer said, Joey Janela has moved on from his ex Penelope Ford, though. But Kip Saber and Penelope Ford keeps trying to put their business into his business. So why, why not? Why not? It sounds like someone's not over Joey Janela, does it not, Chris? Yeah, I think I was uh, watching NXT there in this match. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I'm not into Kip Sabian or Joey Janela. Uh, I just not my uh, cup of tea. Right, and I believe during I believe during this match, um, Gargano and 
Finn Balor was doing their sit-down interview together. So, yeah, I watched that instead. But, yeah, man, I think that Penelope Ford needs to get away from these two and be on her own. She does. And, uh, her own. I really, I'm not really into this angle. I'm really not into Joe Janela all that much. Yeah, I'm just not into the, these guys. That's understandable, man. That's un- that's understandable. That I mean, that's totally understandable there. But Kip Saber, he he's is he his, the way he moves in the ring is just great. I love, I I like him. I I I like his in ring style and how he does. And yeah, he's a he's a good wrestler. He is. Joe Janelle is a good wrestler too. I just don't like their um, personalities. Nah. Um, just not them. They're just not connecting with me. They don't, they don't connect with me. They connect with other people, but just not me. Penelope mm-hmm. Ford, I, I like her, but I'm just not into these guys. Um, they just don't. Just the way they do their stuff just doesn't work out for me. Right. They all have different tastes, and they, they just taste bad to me. Yeah. I say I say here after a while. You're gonna. They will. I say they will eventually because they. Have you noticed the how they've eased her onto TV now with this and they're showing a little bit more of this and the reaction and everything. I like. I like to see what the ratings are around this time when they come when they can come out and each week she comes out because I believe that kind of boosts it just a little bit with people taking notice and. Eventually, I'd like to see her have a match against someone on her own. Insert her in having matches because they're not really showcasing her talent yet because I believe that once they, once they start racking, racking up and wrapping up, let me just put it that way, rephrase it. Once they start wrapping up some stories here and there, not like the top story, that's going on two of the top stories storylines is going on right now once they start wrapping down wrapping up some mid card stories i believe they will make room because they will within within next year you're going to see a lot of more talent that's on the roster be on tv more because i think they wanted to kick this promotion off on TV with a lot of familiar faces that you're familiar with and throw some new ones in there and stuff and get you kind of familiar with them but eventually they're, they're going to get some more new faces on television and maybe some former talent from other promotions <laughs> that you know of by one name but they're going to be known as another name in AEW but Pretty much this car, this the program this week. You had about one, two, three, four, five matches, and a two. You had five good matches, and you had a really good segment. The wrap and send the show home. Cody taking lashes from MJF 
And the reason behind this is if he takes these 10 lashes, he will have a match with MJF, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, this uh, this segment was crazy, man. I uh, turned uh, NXT off when this segment came on. Not off, but I just turned it off in my head. Like, it was on my phone, but, like, I was focused on this. Right. And I tell you what, man, this is one of the best segments on wrestling television in recent times. Uh, the emotion, Brandy breaking character to come down there for his aid. Um, Arn coming out there, showing emotion. Um, Cody's brother, Dustin, coming down, trying to save him. He took some hard shots, man. It was crazy. Yeah. It was a crazy uh, segment. Um, Cody is the best babyface in wrestling right now. Uh on television, and Cody is, he's great, and MJF, the best heel right now, um, uh, these two guys are the most interesting in the AEW right now, I mean, they're, it's fantastic, I can't wait to see the Woodlow and Cody Steel Cage match, and uh, that will be in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's going to be a blast, and I'm ready to see it. I am too. I am too. I I'm definitely definitely gonna looking forward to this here. First ever, first ever AEW steel cage match. Yeah, they they haven't had they haven't had no steel cage match. They've had plenty of tag team matches here and there, but this is the first steel cage match that they're gonna have, and I that's gonna be fantastic. Why not? Why not introduce that into a new promotion? But how they do the match and how that match goes about is going to be good because has anyone seen, I've not seen Warlow wrestle before. I've, I don't know. Uh Have, have you seen him? Do you, do you know anything prior to the guy before AEW? Do you know anything about this guy? No, I don't. Um, he's, um, I don't, man. I'm sure if you Wikipedia him, you probably find something. But I never did look him up. He looks new to me. That's my prediction. Um, that's why no one's ever heard of him. And you know, these wrestling fans know a lot of these guys before they make it there, and a lot of people don't know who he is. So I have to look more into that. Yeah, definitely gonna have to look more into that. Who this guy is because this this guy looks mean and. I like to I, I like to see what he does in the steel cage match. Ain't that a hell of a way to break you into a promotion there? <laughs> yeah. Your first match is gonna be with someone with the name of Cody and the caliber behind the name Cody Cody Rhodes. <laughs> and the legacy behind yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to AEW. All right, your debut match is going to be in two, three months, and it's going to be against uh, an icon, um, a legend, or an icon, or a a person with wrestling royalty in his blood and in, with his name, and it's going to be a steel cage. <laughs> so you could sign yeah. the dotted line here for the contract. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be fun. It is. It is. It's like this, Chris. You you get ready to sign a contract with um with a. We'll just throw this out there. Say just fictionally. You get thrown a contract your way from WCW. This is just fictional. Okay. All right. Okay. Here's contract. Okay. You're we're, you're gonna debut, but you're gonna debut on this date, and you're gonna be in a. Uh, Bunkhouse bar brawl match against Big Bad Vader. <laughs> what do you say, man? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Are you there? No. no? Sorry, man. I hit. You hit the mute. You muted you me again. Hit. You muted me again, man. Why? I didn't mean to. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm uh, just messing with you. But what would you say to that? What would you say to that? Your WCW <laughs> gives you a contract and says, "Here you go. You're going to debut on this day and on this and this is the match. You have a bunk bunkhouse bar brawl against Big Bad Vader." <laughs> What do you say to that? Yeah, that would be, I don't know if I'd do that one. Vader was pretty uh, crazy in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> really good. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it's like, okay, steel cage match debut against, okay. All right, I'll sign. Okay, I'm going to sign it. <laughs> that's all you can do. And just sign it, smile, and say yeah. whatever you like. <laughs> but MJF and Cody, that's going to be interesting. He won in the match. Arn Anderson came down. Dustin came down. And even, yeah, like you said, Brandy even came down. Even the Bucks were out there. A lot of people did not want him to do this. But he, he, he needs this because... He could have been world champion, but it's all thanks to MJF for not letting that happen. So he has to do something about it. And he's going to have this match, and he's going to get retribution. That's all he wants, retribution. Do you blame the guy for wanting that? Oh, no. No, he needs to get back at MJF, and uh, those guys put on a hell of, hell of a show at Revolution. It's going to be great. I'm ready to see it. I am. And a still cage match. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's going to be great. It's, it's definitely going to be great. I wonder if they're going to make this the main event or are they going to have the uh, AEW. I, I have a feeling they, they'll probably put this second to last. What do you think? I think Cody and MJF will close it. Yeah, I think Cody and MJF would be the main event. Okay, okay. The best, best right now, and I think, you know, Chris Jericho, you know, I would be happy if he was the main event because he is the main event, but I just have a feeling that Cody and MJF would be the uh, last match. Okay. I I call it second. I call it second to the last match 
because this this storyline and this saga that's going on between Cody and MJF is right there next to the Moxley Jericho thing. You got two great top stories going on with top talent in the company there. What what else what else could you ask for? Really nothing. There's nothing else you can really ask for with these two top stories in AEW right there. This is this will make you want to watch and become a wrestling fan again. Or actually as Jericho would say, again. <laughs> That's my yes, again. Again. <laughs> you will ever ever be a fan of AEW. Again. Again. I just love how he does that. It's just great. So there, there's AEW. There's the review for AEW this week on this Slammer Thursday edition of the Every Lee Show with Every Lee and the Chris Rose, baby. One to five. Give me a rating. One to five before we move on to NXT. Discuss that. AEW this week on a scale one to five. Let me hear it. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Okay. Um, really enjoyed the show, man. That was a great episode. Strong main event. I'm gonna have to give it. I'm gonna have to give it. Damn. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it a four, and. I just gotta say, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the two top storylines, as I just mentioned, and I my favorite match out of that out of the top five matches they showed on the program would have to be the uh, Kip Saber and Joey Janela match. <laughs> I just I, I I like Kip Saber. I I I say no more. <laughs> I'll move on now. <laughs> NXT, NXT, open up the program. We saw highlights of what happened, everything that happened last week, which was great and everything. And plus, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Champions, the Broser Weights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, came to ringside in a golf cart with a with that damn trophy. I love how serious Pete can be, but I like the dry humor he has <laughs> and why they're celebrating. They're going to go after NHC TakeOver Portland. They're going after Undisputed Era. They're going after the Undisputed Era's Tag Team, NXT Tag Team Championships. And the celebration was cut short with the Undisputed Era coming out and words going back and forth, back and forth, and people trying to figure out how, how much, how many fish... Can Bobby fish fry fish? <laughs> How many fish can he fish? Can he fry fish? Something like that. <laughs> I just like I loved it. I loved it. And just Pete Dunn's dry, serious humor, but it's funny at the same time. Just great. Great odd couple. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Odd couple tag teams, and they definitely are, man. <laughs> You, you got you got Pete Dunn. He's ready to rip your arms off, and Matt Riddle's sitting there waiting to uh, go surfing with you. 
<laughs> I don't know which one I would hang out with. <laughs> but what do you think about that opening segment right there with with the uh, the Brozier weights and then undisputed error? Um, I was looking split screen, so uh, but um, from what I saw from the opening uh, segment, yeah, man, the Brozier weights. I really enjoy them as a tag team. I love the odd couple. I think they'll be uh, tag team champions someday. Um, I think they need to keep these guys together. Um, they're going to go against the Undisputed Era. And, um, you know, hopefully they become tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do. Hopefully they do. It'd be it'd be nice because why not? Why not make these guys tag team champions after everything they're doing? The first opening match, Angel Garzera going up against Isaiah Swerve Scott. They showed highlights of what happened this past Monday night on Monday Night Raw. We know Andrade. He is out because of failing a wellness test. He violated it, and he's gone for 30 days. Instead of keeping Selena Vega off TV with him, they decide to keep her on TV, but let's put Angel Garzea with... Yeah, Angel Garza. Garza. Okay, I said it right the first time. They they put they put him they put him with her and basically carrying on that Andrade role and feuding with Humberto, uh, his uh, his cousin. Yeah. And I I'm gonna make a point here about this here in a minute though, but this match here it was pretty damn good. Angel is fantastic. I can see why he's in two oh five live in NXT and him being a former cruiserweight champion and him coming to Monday Night Raw and what he did there but I do have a problem with what what they're doing but Isaiah Swerve Scott have you heard anything about him because I've not really heard too much about this man no um and I was in and out of this match as well. But, I mean, yeah, these two guys had great chemistry in the match. Um, Angel Garza is a good heel, and then while they stuck him, stuck him with um, uh, Selena Vega, it's going to be fun to see that, uh, that uh, duo do something. And I'm ready to see that. And um, this could, when Andrade comes back, this could split up Andrade and uh, Selena Vega and having Andrade and Angel Garza feud. As Angel Garza is going to be a star, he's going to be a star, a big star in the, uh, um, you know, Latino fan base, the U.S. fan base, and all of it, the whole world. Um, and I'm ready to, to see that. And, uh, you know, Humberto Carrillo, same way, good young talent. And be great. And you know, this is I don't see a lot of Isaiah Swerve Scott stuff, but um, you know, he did really good in this match and I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He he uh he he did some pretty good spots though, but the the problem what I have with is he's Angels cheered and adored in NXT. On Raw, he's hated after what he did. They're they're splitting the persona. It's he's he's this character on this show, but when he's on this show, he's another character with the same name. That's the problem I have right there. That's the problem I have. If you're gonna keep him, you're gonna make him into one character on one show. That should be transitioned over to the other. The way they made him on Raw with him coming back to NXT this week, they should have made him like that again and not have the crowd cheer for him and then him cutting a promo at the end and saying, I'm going to get the NXT championship back, NXT Cruiserweight championship, and everyone's like, yeah. It's like, but look what he did to Rey Mysterio on Raw. He dropped his head on fucking concrete. You forgot about that real quick, didn't you? <laughs> that's that's the only problem I have, Chris. <laughs> Do you, you see well, that, right? The crowd, the crowd pretty much likes this guy more than Isaiah Swerve Scott, though. I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of hard to um, cheer for Scott when you got Garza in there. And Garza's been on a roll here lately, and ready to see what he does in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. That's the thing that just got me about this. Everyone just within a minute forgot about forgot about him getting dropped, dropping Rey Mysterio on the concrete. And then they, he comes back to NXT. It's like, oh, we love you, Angel. And then did you, I guess, I guess NXT crowd don't watch Raw. I mean, at some points, I don't blame them, but. Yeah. It is. It's a different crowd. Those NXT crowds pretty much. Are into every segment, every match. When people go to Raw, it's kind of dead at times. It's not the same intensity and volume as an NXT show. Mm-hmm. Such a smaller building, so it's louder. Yeah. Um, when you got a lot of people in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I I agree. I I definitely. Definitely agree with you right there. Yeah, it's it's a much much different different crowd there. Much much different crowd there. David C. Russell says hello, Everett Lee and the Chris Rose. Hello, David. Hello, bud. Glad you can uh, join us and uh, thank you for sharing Lemon Thursday edition. Of the Everly Show with Everly, these Chris Rose. Thank you for sharing that, David. Appreciate the love and support, and thank you, thank you. But yeah, Chris, that's that's the only thing that that's the only thing that gets me is yeah the two different crowds, and you do pull up a good a good point there. You definitely do pull up a good point, and. Yeah, I just I I I liked what I liked what he does and yeah, he he's going to be a top performer. Definitely going to be a top performer. And we're sorry you're sick, David. 
I know. It sucks. I know. You know, being being sick, yeah, it just it sucks. <laughs> it it does. It it definitely it definitely does suck <laughs> to be sick. I know. But yeah, I just the next the next match I, I liked because you had uh uh Died going up against Killian yeah. Dane. We haven't really seen Killian Dane much here lately, have we not? Uh, not really, but Killian Dane and Dominic Dijakovic put on a really good match. I love the um, the ending. The uh, He hit the uh, feast your eyes on the uh, ropes. Man, um, some stuff, though, like the uh, moonsault off the top rope. I don't know why a guy that big needs to do that. It is athletic, but big guys get hurt differently guys my size and uh that's just crazy that he does that but it was a good match man yeah it was i really enjoyed it and dominic dajakovic is one of my favorites in nxt and glad he got the win and he's going to challenge for the north american title in portland now against keith lee and that's going to be one hell of a match mm-hmm that is that is going to be one hell of a match because these guys had history already. In right before War Games back in November, they started building that story and then they put everything aside with the invasion thing and the War Games and they've kind of let it kind of fizzle in the background right now. But now they're going to be bringing that back out, which I think is good because people that's been following this and NXT is going to say like, oh, yeah, they're going to continue this because which guy is better, which guy is better. And this is going to be one hell of a match scene, this right here. They're going to pull out all the stops for this match. I'd have to say NXT TakeOver Portland, you're going to looking at one of the matches of the night. One of the matches of the night right here. And you don't even know it yet. You don't even know it. The mid-card match of the night. I hate to say that. NXT, I I said it I said it to someone over this weekend, Chris. I said, I have to not look at it's a hard it's really hard for me to quit looking at NXT as a developmental brand now because they are officially a third brand. But I'm still looking at them as a developmental brand and I shouldn't. I shouldn't do it. But I'm starting I'm starting to break out of that just here recently because, you know, they have such good talent there who is getting over and they're starting to mingle with the main roster, quote-unquote main roster, because I think NXT is part of that now. I think they're in that mold with Raw and SmackDown. Yes. They got the talent, and... Uh, Charlotte won the Rumble and will go for the NXT Championship. I mean, everybody knows that it's going to happen. This will be a first-time everything. Vince McMahon loves first-time ever stuff. I know he don't do NXT, but, I mean, it's a first-time everything for NXT. Yeah. To have a winner of the Rumble challenge for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, it's going to be fun. And um, another... Bold prediction that could happen. Uh, I think at WrestleMania will be Bianca Belair, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley. 
That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Let's do another triple threat. <laughs> Let's do another triple threat. I know, I know Vince is sitting there and he's like, you looking, you know, and he hollers for his right right man guy there, the silver beaver, Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Kevin! Uh, Let's put Rhea Ripley and uh, Charlotte Flair. And let's add that that one girl with the long ponytail. I like that. I like how she whips it. What do you think? I like that, bitch. Let's do that. There you go. There's WrestleMania match right there. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably what's going on. I mean, Bianca Belair has good uh, chemistry with both women. Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair do chemistry with what we saw of them in the Rumble. So uh can't wait to see what they do in the near future together. But um, if we just get Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, I'd be ha- happy with that as well. Oh, God, yeah. I, I'm definitely definitely going to be definitely be happy with that. Yes, she 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 came back. She came back and she has not stepped in in NXT ring in God, how long was it since twenty sixteen, I believe it was. Twenty sixteen when uh, she came up to the main roster at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty fifteen. She came up into the main roster. She spent two years in NXT, then comes up to the main roster. And look what the hell she's been doing then since 2015. Five came years. over Raw after WrestleMania that year, uh, WrestleMania 31. I remember that. Yeah. That was that was great. That was great. Yeah, she she came back, and then uh, the I liked how. The interaction with her and Bianca Blair, I thought that was great. It was kind of like almost a little rub to um, bring more of a notice to Bianca. And then Rhea comes out, and of course they had words. Bianca's in the background. And then uh, I liked how Ripley looked at Bianca and said, we are NXT. <laughs> and they they powerbombed her through the damn mat, which was great. I love that. I love that. I love that whole segment there. But yeah, you know, Flair and Rhea, they're going to have their match at WrestleMania. They're definitely, because if you really do think about it, how many times has Becky and Charlotte wrestled? How many times has Bailey and Charlotte wrestled? Right? Yeah, a lot. I mean, those, those women, you know, Back in 2015, started a revolution, and following WrestleMania from WrestleMania 31 to WrestleMania 32, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha was in a big-time main event caliber match for the Women's Championship. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty insane. And Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's just... That, that that that's um that was a good match that year. That was one of the at that time that was one of the best women's matches in the recent past. It was the WrestleMania thirty two women's match. Um, I agree. I agree. It but, uh, 
ready. I'm ready to see Rhea Ripley and Charlotte go at it. It's gonna be a good match. A lot of people are. A lot of people are waiting for that, and uh, it's gonna happen. It is. If they pull 180, and why the hell did you tease something up that wasn't gonna happen? Come on now. I I believe Charlotte. Did Charlotte show up on this past SmackDown? I I miss Friday Night SmackDown. Honestly, <laughs> I missed it. I didn't. I didn't watch it as well. Yeah. So maybe she did, or is she gonna do it this this Friday? Who knows? Who knows? But kind of throw you off there. It's like she's looking more towards Bailey. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Someone who has well. Let me not get to that yet. Someone making an appearance again. Let's talk about Finn Balor and Johnny Faceoff, man. They they had that uh, Johnny Gargano Faceoff they had right there. And they pretty much hyped it up there. I, in a way, I'm looking forward to seeing this match. But then in some ways, I'm not really looking forward to seeing them at TakeOver Portland. I don't know what it is. I'm happy that they're doing something with Finn Balor. He's doing something different. Johnny Johnny Gargano is just fantastic in ring. What he does, he can hold his own. But I don't know. There's something missing from this. Do you feel? Do you, you know what I'm talking about, right, Chris? It's like something is there, but it's just missing for this match. Uh, I think a championship involved in the match would be good between these two, or. Johnny was taken out by Finn Balor in Finn Balor's debut, put him on the shelf for a while, and mm-hmm. then returns and attacks Balor. And they did have a good, very good sit-down interview. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor sold it really, really well, and I loved both men deliver delivery. A lot of sit-down interviews aren't that great, but these, these guys pulled it off. I really enjoyed this, this segment. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it was it was good. It was good. They they went back and forth, back and forth there, and I loved the, the dynamics between both of them, talking about who basically what what they want to do to each other, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be it's gonna be great to see that though. But yeah, I I feel like it's missing something. Yeah, Johnny talking about he wants the prince. He wants the real uh, Finn Balor. He wants. He don't want the man that was losing to Bobby Lashley a hundred times on Raw. He, I mean, it was really good. It was really good stuff, man. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I love that reference there. <laughs> it's like I don't want you. I want. I want the. And then when he kind of got a response back, he's like, "Yeah, that's what I'm looking for right there." That's what I want. I'm looking for a guy that that's looking for a fight. Yeah. Yep. Mercedes Mar- Martinez. She has not been around since the May Young Classic, and she was used a little bit here and there, I guess, in NXT. But you didn't see nothing from her after the May Young Classic. Apparently, she went to she- go. What's that? He was in the Rumble for a little bit this year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But prior to all this, before before seeing yeah. her on TV and the Rumble, 
back a few months ago, you you really, I mean, even after the Mayon Classic this last last year, I believe it was the second Mayon Classic, you didn't really hear or see much about her because apparently she was over in AEW and they weren't really doing too much with her. So I guess NXT Triple H is like, hell, hell, I see you're not with them. I I can use you. So he he got her got her to you know come back to WWE and uh, work in NXT there, which I think is great. But the funny thing about this was I read a story about her leaving AEW and coming back to WWE. From comicbook.com. Yeah. And comicbook.com, I used to read a lot of stuff from them with comic news and everything because that's where I used to go to get my information. However, here in the last few years, they've started to become the TMZ of the geekdom world. And they, they're they uh, talking about wrestling. And the way they put the article was... WWE just stole a uh, really well-known talent, a big-named, uh, like, a talent from AEW. They stole this talent. And you're like, oh, cool. And you click on it. You click on the article. And when you click on the article, it's basically saying that it didn't work out for an AEW, so she went to WWE. That's it. Is clickbait. They're notorious for clickbait articles, and... They based their stories off of one or two tweets in Twitter on a negative note, and then they make a whole article about two negative tweets, and they made this whole article about this, and a lot of people are laughing and joking, like, she left on her own. They didn't just go and pick her up. She left and went, and WWE contacted her and said, hey, you want to come, you know, work for us? There you go. There you go. I just I don't get it. <laughs> I I just I just don't get it. So, but she went up against uh, Casey Casey Kanzara. She is the one. If you remember, Chris, she was like the what is it the uh, what the hell is that? She won the ninja. Yes, ninja warrior. How many times she won that thing? I'm not sure, man. I just know she, that's where she, that's how she got in WWE was from the TV show. Yeah. I never, I never did watch it. You never, you never seen American uh, Ninja Warrior? No, I don't watch uh, television. I just watch wrestling and Netflix, basically, and whenever wrestling comes on TV and sports. I don't watch a lot of TV shows or anything. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I like Casey Catan Um She was in the uh, Rumble last year and had a crazy spot. It was insane. Yeah, um, I can't like words, but if you go back and look that up, like typing her name on YouTube Rumble, you'll see it. It, it was like a Kofi Kingston or Naomi spot. Like you're not like they get knocked out of the ring, but somehow make it back in. It was crazy. But yeah, this match, um, Mercedes Martinez, um, been in the wrestling business a long time. Got yeah. the victory. 
we'll see what happens in the near future with this. But um, you know, I mean, I think you know something else was on AEW that I was doing the split screen like I've been saying, and you know, I didn't get a lot of this match from what I saw of it. Um, I thought both women did well for what it was. Mm-hmm. The women's division is way better than AEW. Of course, of course. Of course, I, I agree. I agree with you right there. It's much it's much better. It's so much better than uh, AEW. But AEW, you give them time, and they will find their snitch into what they can do, how to make a and build a women's division. It's just going to take them some time there. It will. But yeah, it Kate, will. Casey, she is small, man. You seen how she see how big she is compared to Mercedes? She yeah. she is she's little. She is little though. But yeah. she she pulled out some pretty cool stuff, man. She did her Karana and she did uh, some flips and uh, drop toe hold. I was like, now this is pretty cool. And her coming off the ropes and just. She she held her own, but it wasn't enough because Mar- Mar- um, Mercedes won. Mercedes beat her one two three, but she yes. she had a good match. She had a good match against a nineteen year veteran. Tyler Breeze. <laughs> I'm glad they're doing something with him. They debuted him on two hundred five a month ago. And he's been popping up here and there on 205 Live. Him, NXT, much, much more better. And I like what they're what they're doing with him. And then we saw on NXT, not the NXT UK, people were probably like, thought they were watching NXT UK because Jordan Devlin was on TV. But no, he was on regular NXT. And he had a match against Tyler Breeze there, the, the newly... NXT Cruiserweight Champion went up against Tyler Breeze and this guy, I hope they keep him around because I like Rhea and what they've done with Rhea, but Devlin one thing about him a lot of people don't know is that Finn Balor trained Devlin so that's why he's Yeah, Jordan Devlin debuted in the uh, UK tournament when they first did it in 2016. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They said to everyone that Ben Ballard trained him. He trained yeah. a lot of talent. Yeah. Yeah, Finn Ballard has. He's trained numerous talent. Um, this match, however, Tyler Breeze and uh, Jordan Devlin, I'd you know, I caught some of it. I was watching NXT at the time. But, um, yeah, they're finally doing something with Tyler Breeze. And I'm glad that they're finally doing something with him. Hopefully bringing back his old uh, character that was in NXT that got him almost to the next level. They uh, they changed Tyler Breeze quite a bit, but hopefully they, they get him back on track. Jordan Devlin, is, he, he's a good worker, man. I mean, he, he, he does a lot of good stuff in the ring. And I'm ready to see what he does in the near future as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he's doing. I mean, he is a Cruiserweight champion. 
He he is a cruiserweight champion, and I hope he sticks around for a while. I do. I hope they keep him around. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley in the Bianca Blair segment, which we talked about. That happened right after this. And then, of course, back earlier in the show, you had Tommaso doing feuding with the Undisputed Era. The Undisputed Era was looking for him, and he went after the Undisputed Era, and they went after him, and then Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne come in, interfere, and William Regal's like, you guys want to fight? You're right, the three of you, us, the three of them, and just just went at it. And that set up for the main event. You had Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, and Pete Dunne going up against the Undisputed Era, which was Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, or no, it was Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole. You had the three three champs, three people holding gold in that faction. Well, that faction holds all the damn gold anyway, except the uh, North American Championship, which Keith Lee won. Yay. So, this went all over the place. This was a this was not a match. It was a brawl, and it ended up getting out of hand when Roderick Strong came in and interfered. And, this, and what they did to Tomaska with the paint on his back and stuff. What did you think about that? Yeah, this whole thing was pure chaos, man. And I was in and out because this was the main event of NXT and on AEW they had Adam, not Adam Cole, um, MJF and Cody Rhodes thing that I was more invested in than this. Yes. But, I mean, I did watch some of the match that I could, but I was also watching AEW because I wanted to see that. But, um, crazy, man. They, um, I mean, it was a brawl. Both, both teams was doing really good. But, um, yeah. The one thing that sticks out to me the most is after the match. I spray painted the X and, um, on Chompa and, the lights go out. Velveteen Dream returns. Yeah, and man. This is a big, big for uh, NXT right now. This is big for the brand to have him back. I'm glad to see him back. Brawling, uh, trying not to get uh, one up by the uh, Undisputed Era. And he finally rips off his tights. And it has Arena Shafir, Roddy, um, Roddy Strong's uh, wife, on his tights. <laughs> It's crazy, man. I, I'm ready to see what happens with uh, the Undisputed Era, the Brotherweights, Ciampa, and Velveteen Dream, Keith Lee. That, this whole brand is wrestling, and it's great. And I'm ready to see what happens. Yeah, I, I am too. I can't wait to see what happens right here. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to this here. <laughs> Velveteen Dream, man, I freaked out. I was like, are you kidding me? He's back. He he returned back quicker than later, sooner than later. I, I'm glad to see him back. And, uh, yeah, he's he's going to 
everyone has enough for damn undisputed air, man. <laughs> then no one likes them. I mean, the the Broserweights don't like them. Uh, who else don't like them? Tomaska Champa don't like them. And now you have Velveteen Dream. He don't like them because he lost his North American Championship because of them. So, therefore, <laughs> you got a lot of people who hate this damn team, who hates the damn Undisputed Era. They freaking hate them, man. But I, I think it's funny. I do. I think it's I think it's funny that you have these guys hating on the Undisputed Era because look, look, look what they've done. Look what they've done with NXT. And look what they've done in NXT so far. So, yeah, they're the most hated faction in, by the talent in NXT. It's just yeah. nuts. It's just nuts. It's just nuts. Well, I'm happy because you know the undisputed area. The undisputed era is the hottest tag, the hottest faction in NXT, and they're taking that brand to new heights and different places. Exactly. That's that's what they're doing. That is what they're doing. And uh, they're going to be going different places and different heights. Yeah, they definitely are. I agree with you right there. I definitely agree with you right there on that. Now, NXT this week on a scale of 1 to 5, what would you rate this week's NXT show? I'll have to give it a 4. There's um, there's a lot that I went in and out on during the show, but I mean, overall, a great wrestling show. I think the uh, Cody Rhodes segment in AEW beat NXT in my book. But as far as wrestling goes, I enjoyed NXT, man. I enjoyed it a lot better than AEW. Okay. Okay. I agree. I agree with you right there. I definitely, definitely agree with you right there. It's just, I don't, I lean, I lean more towards AEW this week because of the stories and stuff. NXT, as usual, as always, Chris, they have the solid wrestling show. NXT has the solid wrestling show of each week. And AEW right now is what a lot of people's tuning into because they're a new kid on the block. But I'll tell you what. I enjoyed both shows this week. And I'll have to wait and see what happens next week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to see what happens next week with an eye for an eye match in AEW. Um, AEW Women's Championship. Hopefully, Nyla um, Rose retains. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen on NXT next week off the top of my head. But, um, I'm sure it's going to be great. We'll cover it next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely be, we'll be covering it next week and talking about it as always. That's what, that's what we're going to be doing, baby. As we do here on the Everly Show Slam and Thursday edition with Everly and the Chris Rose, and. I guess uh, before we jump into talking about this day and wrestling history, I want to give a shout out and mention about the 
sponsors and supporters of Podcast City Network. You can uh, follow more shows of Podcast City Network over on podcastcity.net and be sure to hit them up over on Facebook, Podcast City Network. It's Cinema Tweet over on Twitter at Podcast City Net. And a lot more to come here, ladies and gentlemen. A lot more to come. So be sure to stick around because we're going to take a quick one and we will be right back with more of the Everly Show Slam and Thursday edition right here on twitch.tv podcast slash podcasting network and on facebook.com slash the Everett Lee. So stay tuned. We will be right back right after this. You're listening to the Everett Lee show. The following support and sponsor Podcast City Network. City Limits Taproom, sports bar in Deland, Florida. As brew on tap, serves food, the grilled cheese is excellent. For upcoming events, check out City Limits Taproom on Facebook.com slash City Limits Taproom. Three Count Design offers a wide range of graphic design products, video, photography, and other forms of media. Everything from t-shirt designs to websites. Visit Facebook.com slash 3 Design for more. All supporters and sponsors are brought to you by Podcast City Network. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. For more of The Everett Lee Show on social media, follow and like The Everett Lee Show on Facebook, The Everett Lee Show, Twitter, at The Everett underscore Lee, Instagram, Everett Lee Show. Audio versions of this podcast and previously released podcast can be found on everettleeshow.podbean.com. Stitcher Radio, The Everett Lee Show, give a rating and comment. Apple Podcast, The Everett Lee Show, give a rating and comment. YouTube, The Everett Lee Show, subscribe to the channel. The Everett Lee Show, your shot of entertainment to the head. Hey fans, here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets podcastcity.net facebook.com slash podcastcitynetwork hit that thumbs up you can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on twitter at podcastcitynet only on Podcast City Network you're listening to The Everett Lee Show Everly Show Slam and Thursday edition with Everly and me, Chris Rose, baby. And as always, you can follow more network shows over on the network on podcastcity.net and follow them on Facebook, Podcast City Network, and hit them up on Twitter at Podcast City Net. And subscribe to Podcast City Network YouTube channel and follow right here. On twitch.tv slash podcast city network. Chris, 
a pretty couple interesting things that I pulled out for this day in wrestling history that you probably think would be pretty interesting. I I don't know if you did, but I thought that was pretty interesting, so I I decided to take a take a look at them. Like my dog there, you heard in the background. He agrees too. <laughs> yep. But yeah, this is a uh, pretty interesting right here. What I pulled out and uh, did some research and looked at here for this day in wrestling history. There is quite a bit that happened on this day in wrestling history. But, Chris, what do you think I pulled out for for this day in wrestling history? Was it interesting enough for you? It was very random, and I don't even know if I remember this show, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> um... I mean, you got Mil Mil Moskros and Cactus Jack going at it. Kevin Sullivan, Norman the Lunatic, False Count Anywhere. Mean Mark and Dan Spivey, the Skyscrapers and the Road Warriors, man. I remember hearing about that match. Uh, mean Mark, um, The Undertaker. Uh, yeah, yeah, before The Undertaker. About what, he was talking about working the road warriors and how you know good they were and I mean I'm sure that would have been a pretty decent you know match for that time yeah you got the Steiner brothers defeated doom two solid tag teams in that era very really really good mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah it's then it's this this is this is pretty pretty interesting because this is Clash of Champions 10, Texas shout, uh, Shootout. You can watch it on WWE Network. And it was from the Memorial Coliseum in Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Texas, don't forget. Uh, well, no. <laughs> That's his real name. Yet Steve Williams, he defeated the uh, Samoan Savage, though. But the main event, which was interesting, what. what Go ahead and read uh, read that off right there about the main event because this was this was pretty good here. Yeah, the four horsemen: R. Anderson, Oli, and Rick defeated Gary Hart, Buzz Sawyer, and the Great Mo uh, the Dragon Master and the Great Mood. I mean, I don't remember this match at all, but. Um, I'm sure it was great. Um, I don't remember a lot of this stuff, but Sting, um, he was supposed to be a part of the match, but was kicked out of the Horsemen. I saw that earlier on Facebook, so that does come to my mind. I remember Sting getting kicked out, and, you know, he climbed into the cage. He got some revenge, but um, he injured his knee during the brawl. Um, I'm sure that would have been a crazy match. You go back and watch it on the network. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I definitely want to go back and watch the skyscrapers versus the road warriors because if you watch the Broken Skull session, the first one that Steve Austin did with The Undertaker, he talked about uh, having matches with the as Mean Mark and uh, yeah. Dan Spy, Spivey going up against the Road Warriors. I I definitely like to check this one out. And uh, yeah, the four the four horsemen the thing Sting getting kicked out and replaced by Ole Anderson and him coming back. And at, out of all this, the main it was in a steel cage and him coming back in there. But yeah, he he injured himself in the process. This this looks like something really interesting that I'd like to, I, I want to go back and watch just because of this here. <laughs> I definitely definitely like to see this here. I thought it was interesting, especially the the story that was going on at that time right there. I thought it was really neat, so I decided to pull that one out and mention that on this day in wrestling history. And, of course, in Memphis, Tennessee, Jerry Lawler defeated Sid Vicious to win his win the USWA Unified World Heavyweight Championship for the 20th time. <laughs> 20 times, man. Yeah. God dang. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. That definitely is crazy. And I thought those were two interesting things right there that I uh pulled out there to look at. I said, these two right here, this is really good, especially like the four horsemen thing. Because you know how Sting, Sting had, Sting had drama with the four horsemen on and off, especially with Ric Flair. You know that feud right there. Yeah. Yeah. They had some great matches there. They did, man. Great American Bash. Um, I mean, they they have they've had some great matches. I mean, right off the top of my head, I can't think of you know one besides the Great American Bash. I mean, that was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't think of any top of my head too though. But um, it would just dawn on me. We were t- early talking about AEW, talking about the uh, steel cage match that's going to be happening, and this this right here in this day in wrestling history. Talking about steel cage match. Let's briefly talk about our favorite steel cage matches. You know, any that comes off the top of your head that you, when you think a steel cage match, that's something that sticks out. That a uh, really good steel cage match. I can, I can throw, I can throw some out there. And there's been a lot. Um... You know, I have to think for a minute here. Um, you know, man, this is it's <laughs> a crazy one. Uh, Undertaker, mankind. Man, that's hell of a sell, but yeah. Um, man, there's there's been a lot of great. Um, Still cage matches, and you know, Brett and Owen. Yeah. Um, one a, a Raw in two thousand and one that comes to mind is Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Um, 
on the, it's on the network. It's on a Monday Night Raw. Um, go watch this match. It was very, very great. Um, um, WrestleMania, um, Undertaker, Triple H. Um, okay. Good ones. Owen Hart and Bret Hart was at SummerSlam, what I mentioned earlier. Yes. Man, there's just so many. That one that comes to mind is on a wall. It was Jericho and CM Punk back in 2008. I like that steel cage match. Um, Edge and Chris Jericho had one on SmackDown in 2002. That was really good as well. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite matches personally is a steel cage match. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite Steel K matches would have to be WrestleMania two, King Kong Bundy and Hulk Hogan. That that Steel yeah, Cage match. That's a good one as well. Mm-hmm. That that comes to mind right there, and I'd have to say, believe it or not, a lot, a lot of people that were there at this event seen it. Oh, actually, the people that were at this event seen it along with me, but it was never televised on TV. Talking about 2002, when I went to, I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, and went to go see a Raw house show, and the main event was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Ric Flair in a steel cage match. (laughs) I remember that like it was yesterday. They use that cage. They bounced off that cage and stuff. Austin busted Flair open at the top of the uh, cage. And Arn Anderson came in and injected himself and all he got was two middle fingers in the face and a stone cold stunner. And Steve ended up winning that match. That was a good one, man. That was a freaking hellacious steel cage match. I loved it. I definitely, I definitely loved it. It was great. But, yeah, when, uh, when I think about, you know, when I think about, um, steel cage matches, the Hulk Hogan, King Kong Bundy, WrestleMania 2 comes to mind, and the house show steel cage match I got to see come to, come to mind there. Here's another good steel cage match. What about when uh, you had Daniel Bryan when he was with Bray Wyatt back in uh, when he basically uh, broke away from the Wyatt family that night in a steel cage and he tore off the Wyatt family outfit and kicked Bray Wyatt's butt in the steel cage there? What, What about that? Um, yeah, that's also a really good one. Um, I don't really remember a lot on the match per se, but yeah, and, uh, that was, uh, around 2014 when he was, um, faking to be in the Wyatt family and eventually turned on Bray Wyatt. Uh-huh. So I don't remember the match, honestly, per se, but, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys are feuding today and, um, Sure, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely great. It definitely was great. Without that whole angle there, Chris, I thought was great for the fact that 
he wanted to have Wyatt to himself. And what's one way to have Wyatt to yourself? In a steel cage where he didn't have Harper or Rowan to help him. Help Wyatt. All he had him all to himself locked in a cage. <laughs> brilliant. Just brilliant. Would you agree? Yeah, it is. It is. It's all uh, good stuff. Dan, um, Bray Wyatt back at that time was hot as ever in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, he was hot. He was hot. He was on top of his game. He was saying he's got the whole world in his hands. He's doing a lot of crazy stuff with the White Family. But, um, you know, the White Family thing just got out of touch. And they reinvented all all three guys. Uh, Luke Harper's gone. Eric Rowan's um, got something hid in his little uh, whatever it is. Eric Rowan's squashing up now on Raw and Bray Wyatt's the theme. It's crazy, the difference in 2014. Yep. Luke Harper, likely AEW bound or New Japan. That's my prediction. Yeah. More... He he trademark he trademark his old uh, indie name Brody Lee. I look I look forward like I was saying earlier when we were talking about AW. I believe he's going to be one of the guys that's going to show up because he can compete now. His clause is over with where he can't compete after after leaving uh, WWE. It, his no complete yeah. complete clause compete clause is done. So he'll show up. I believe he'll show up at the AEW pay-per-view in some shape or form, helping someone out or just coming in there, taking out someone and just going on like that. I believe that's what's going to happen. That's one of my predictions there. But, um, yeah, we got the, at the end of this month, we got the uh, Saudi show. Man, that came early. This has come early, usually during the middle of summer, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it's usually uh, not during this time. I was looking for it. The Elimination Chamber. Um, pay-per-view, but the only match I know of is uh, Ricochet and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock Lesnar usually has with smaller guys, and Ricochet will flip-flop and fly for him, and Lesnar will be the powerhouse, so I'm looking forward to it. I agree. It, it's... I want, I want to make a prediction right now since you brought it up. You brought up the Ricochet-Brock Lesnar match. Brock is going to squash him quicker than Kofi Kingston or just about it. That's I hate to say that. That's what's going to happen. He's going to squash the guy, and he's he's basically he's going to hold out. It's going to be one of those title defenses, and it's nothing like, oh, do you really think he can beat him? No. It, he's going to WrestleMania with the title and he's doing this and he's taking a month off. He may come back here and there a couple times in uh, March and advertise and promote and kind of push there for mania. And then when mania happens, he'll have his, he'll have his match. I believe that's what's going to happen. I believe this, this what's going to happen. And I'm probably, I'm probably I wrong. I don't know if it'll be a squash. 
but it will be a quick one. And um, I'm ready to see it. I am too. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing it and seeing what happens with it. I mean, this is the only match they mentioned so far. More matches. You figure they would start out, start advertising and building more matches there and stuff. I know you ain't going to see Edge around because he's at home. He's out. He'll probably be gone for about a month, and then he'll expectantly show up right when he gets close to Mania and start promoting that. It's rumored that Christian could come back and uh, fill in for Edge while he is out. That'd be something. Captain Charisma coming back in. I mean, that's his best friend, right? I mean, why, why, why not? Why not <laughs> come back in defense? Have history, but Christian and Randy Orton do as well. Yeah, and that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely what makes it really interesting right there. Just the history between all three of these guys here, because they they've wrestled each other, they've been up the road with each other, they even tagged with each other. They were on the same side with each other against opposite opponents on both. Do you remember? Damn, I think it was Money in the Bank when Orton got disqualified. And it was for the world title, and he lost it, and Christian got it. And <laughs> he flipped out at the end of the match and put Christian through the freaking table with the RKO twice. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that year, man. That was one of the best feuds in wrestling, was Orton and uh, Christian. Yeah, that was. Outside of match at. Um, uh, uh, SummerSlam after the Man in the Bank, and they've had some good matches from there on and in the past. Um, yeah, really good, really good stuff for Christian Norton. And I really hope the rumors are true about Christian coming back and being part of the Edge and Orton feud for WrestleMania. Uh -huh. And also, I heard that Sting and The Undertaker is in the works for WrestleMania. Which we hear it all the time, but yeah, it seems to be a little serious this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's being cleared by a doctor to wrestle again. Interesting. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, we're going to finally get to see that match. The dream match everyone's been talking about. If that happens, Chris, if that happens, that Taker and Sting have a match at this year's WrestleMania, you know that's going to steal the show. That's going to bury everything else. Um, you know, I wouldn't go as far as say bury it because um, I think, honestly, some of the fans don't want to see it because of the, uh, um, the age and yeah. the year. Yeah. Um, I think that match could have been great in like 2001, 2002. Okay. Um, even I'll say 2008, um, when Undertaker and Sting could still go and have 40-minute matches. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, you know, age is caught up to them, injuries, and just the business, and in general, um, I'd like to see 
I'm I, I'm gonna mark out, man, during this match because it's been a dream match for me for a long time. But honestly, would like to see Undertaker work with the younger guy and Sting work with the younger guy mm-hmm. to help them. But um, yeah, I mean, man, I'm a fan. I do it. I watch it. And I will uh, support these two gentlemen on their match, and I will be, love every minute of it. A lot of people didn't like Sting and Triple H. I loved every minute minute of it. Even though Sting didn't win, they had the second best match on that pay per view, WrestleMania 31. Mm-hmm. First being Lesnar, Roman Reigns. That was their only good match together. But uh, Sting and Triple H, that was great. And I think Sting and Undertaker will be great, too. I mean, we ain't going to see, like, the, the guys from the past. But, I mean, you'll get your money's worth, trust me. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be great. Ready to yeah. See. Definitely, definitely. You're definitely going to get your money's worth out of this here. I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to Drew McIntyre winning his first WWE championship up against Brock Lesnar. Hopefully they don't. They don't drag this out, and they let him defeat the Beast at Mania, and they don't drag this out. Um, That's the only thing I'm worried about and concerned about there. Drew McIntyre. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I think Drew McIntyre is going to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. I see it. Hopefully it happens. That's my personal opinion. I want to see Drew McIntyre, you know, after winning the Rumble, main eventing WrestleMania, beating the Beast, uh, would be a great start to 2020, in my opinion. Uh huh. It would be. It would be a great start. It definitely would be a great start there to start off 2020 right there with him being WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. That that would be great. You know, it'd be interesting now. The night after uh, Mania on Raw, who's going to step up to the plate and come after the champ? Who's going to be that first challenger? Who's going to be that first run? And who's going to be that first victim on the his first Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins. I can believe that. <laughs> I can believe that right there. The way they've been doing stuff. Um, I don't like. The Messiah thing. I don't like it because when I was watching a few weeks ago, or when he when he started talking about it, the announced team on Raw like pushed it down your throat like you didn't know. It's like the Monday Night Messiah, the Monday Night Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah. It's like I think after the fifth time I get it, but they just. I've become real quick not a big two fan of it. Too much of a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> I leave you speechless. I'm just uh thinking. I mean Yeah. Thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> just just thinking I'm just about it. Drew McIntyre uh, take off to new house in 2020. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I think you know, the next challenger could be Rollins or Lashley. Lashley's another guy because I think they're going to do away with Lashley, Rusev, Lana storyline. I think that's the they're going to go now is split that up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, man, I'm ready to see. I mean, I I, I, I kind of like the Seth Rollins thing with the AOP. I dig it, man. And but here's another prediction I have for uh, WrestleMania, and I hope it happens. I think it's going to be Kevin Owens and. Uh, CM Punk taking on AOP and Rollins. Good prediction. Very, very good prediction right there. I like that. Samoa Joe out. Um, which I forgot about that. If CM Punk returns, uh, Rollins won't go for the championship. So, um, I would like to see Bobby Lashley. Because I forgot to tell you that on the show that I think CM Punk will be Kevin Owens' partner against the AOP and Rollins at Mania. I think that's going to happen. I think he's going to replace Samoa Joe, who's hurt again. Um, and I think it's a storyline. I think it's by design to have Punk come back in a match with a bunch of people that can help him. And I think that's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. It's just not... And... Yeah, having Lashley and, yeah. and um, McIntyre go at it for the WWE Championship would be fun. Yeah, it it's definitely it definitely is going to be fun. It definitely is. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it there. Well, Chris, I think uh, it's just about that time to send it home. And before we do send it home, there's a couple things I do want to announce. Want to announce on Tuesday night, February 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, live right here on twitch.tv slash the podcast scene network and over on facebook.com slash the Everett Lee. There you go. The master of wrestling ring music, Hurricane J.J. McGuire, will be back on the podcast we're gonna do something a little bit different this time we're gonna change it up you're just gonna have to come in tune in and watch and see what we'll be discussing on uh, tuesday night february 11th at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific right here on uh, twitch.tv slash podcast c network and on facebook.com slash the everett lee so tune in to that. And, of course, Chris, next Tuesday, or next Thursday night, man, on the uh, Slammin' Thursday edition, we're going to have a guest joining us, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's the guest? Who's the guest? I, I sent you I sent you the info, and you're like, Okay, cool. Who's who's the guest? Well, the guest is going to be none other than Matt Gray Graffer. He is the ring announcer and he is the interviewer for the promotion Go Wrestle. 
if uh, you've been to a Go Wrestle event here in Daytona Beach or over actually over in Port Orange now they relocated in Port Orange you know what I'm talking about he will be right here live in studio with Everett Lee on next Thursday night for the Slam of Thursday edition and of course he's going to be joining myself and the Chris Rose and we're going to be talking about a number of things and some really good discussion we got some stuff planned for next Thursday because I tell you what you do not want to miss it because it's going to be a great show with a great guest and as always guests will be dropping in here and there whenever me and Chris decide (laughs) it's like Chris you got a guest yeah I have so and so hey Chris I got a guest who do you have Everett I got so and so boom there we go we basically book guests to come on with us the last guest I think we had on Chris was Damien Saint yeah. 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 yeah Damien. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Damien called in and uh, briefly discussed what was going on and everything. So, which was freaking great. I loved it. But this guest, I definitely gonna definitely gonna love because he's gonna be joining us with the discussion on what's going on with what we do here on the Slam of Thursday edition. So he'll be joining us for the first hour, and uh, it's gonna be great. He may stick around for the whole show, Chris. I don't know. I don't know. But if he does, wouldn't that be cool? It would be, man. It would. I don't really know this person, but, you know, just know the guy. And, you know, me and you have a good time. This guy likes to have a good time. We're going to have a great time together. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah, it it definitely is going to be fun. It definitely is, but yeah, I am definitely, (laughs) I'm definitely looking forward, definitely looking forward to this here, so, but um, anyway, I think that's pretty much it for the show. Is there anything you want to add before we take it home? Don't forget to come on out to KGW Saturday night, bell time, 7.30 p.m. Uh, doors open at 7. Um, Shopville, Kentucky, um, in the Somerset area at the Shopville Gymnasium. Me, the Chris Rose versus Coda. Um, Going to be a good one. Come on out and see the uh, rest of the show. Should be a great, great uh, Saturday night in Shopville. And come on and see the man, the best. I'm on the road. Back to my KGW United States Championship, the Chris Rose Baby. And catch us next Thursday on Slamming Thursdays. All right. And uh, that is it. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight and uh, viewing and watching us here. And listening to this podcast of the Everett Lee Show, Slamming Thursday edition of Everett Lee and the Chris Rose signing off. Everyone have a good night, and we will see you next week.
for another edition of Slam Thursday. Peace.